Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. We're finally here. The top teams of college basketball have been determined, and the Final Four is set. Looking to wager on these games in the national championship? Head over to betonline.ag on your desktop or your mobile device and sign up today and receive 50% off your welcome bonus for your first deposit. Just use the promo code BELIEVE to get started. That's B-L-E-A-V. BetOnline remains the number one spot for all your updated odds and info, along with the player props and new contests throughout the year. It's the best source for all your sporting wager needs, including the live betting and everyone's favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started, so join today. Learn why everyone is saying BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on sports. BetOnline where the game starts. Hey folks, welcome back to the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast on the fantasy-focused YouTube channel. Enough is enough. The contract negotiation has been signed. We finally got him under contract again after a lengthy, lengthy contract. Back and forth, his agent was tough. He was tough on the numbers, but we finally settled on a big contract. Renewed for 2022-23. We got Buck on the pod again. What's up, Buck? Hey, doing great, Bob. You know, I like to keep all that with my agent. So right, I course. wasn't involved. That was all the agent. I had zero grip, zero bearing on the on yeah. the outcome here, uh, except for signing that dotted line. It's a pleasure to be back. I've been talking right. soccer, European football for the last two months. It's great to be back on with you to talk some NFL because this free agency has been wild so far. Oh yeah. So I'm curious to hear your takes and uh and see where we go with this. I know. So what we're doing this whole week and next week we're talking the top 5 winners and losers by position from NFL free agency and we've da- dabbled a little bit in off season as well so coaching changes yada yada are some of the reasons but today we're talking running back winners. So we're going to talk about our top 5 and of course at the end we're going to throw a little bit of an honorable mention. So to get the the whole to get this, the whole podcast started we're going to get Buck right into it. At number five, kind of a hot take here, Buck, but you feel that J.D. McKissick is one of the best running back winners of free agency. So give us your spiel on J.D. and why he's a winner for NFL free agency. So obviously last year we saw he wasn't nearly as involved in the passing game. I think a lot of that had to do with their quarterback situation there in Washington. And I think bringing in Carson Wentz is actually really good for J.D. McKissick, and I'll break down why. You have Antonio Gibson. He has this uh, he has this background of being a wide receiver in college. J.D. McKissick did it more consistently in college and had at a higher volume. And needless to mention, you have Antonio Gibson as one of the worst pass blockers in the NFL, which solidifies J.D. McKissick as the third down back. They lose Brandon Scherf one of the best guards, if not the best guard in the league, as far as run blocking is concerned. I, I'm a little hesitant to be high on Antonio Gibson this year, but because of the consistency with McKissick linking up with Carson Wentz, I'm really excited to see if he can build on that stellar season from two years ago as that main third down back and maybe even extend that more into kind of a amalgamation of an offense where they are throwing the ball to running backs on first, second down, perhaps he will be involved in those pass plays. So JD McKissick, from my perspective, 
very much under the radar sleeper after a low key season last year where he did underwhelm after the 80 plus reception season he had in 2020. So my thought on JD is that we, Wentz has never been a major targeter of running backs. Last year, he actually did pretty good with the Colts, but we saw Naheem Hines with Phillip Rivers in 2020, 89 targets, a very similar satellite back, a 1B, more focused on the passing game with JT as the main runner, similar to Gibson. His targets dropped to 56 with Wentz. So we did see, it's not like uh, Wentz is the biggest dumper down to the running back position. So I do worry a little bit for that for JD. However, he was decently involved. And the fact that he has been the preference in the passing game work, and plus Antonio Gibson being a receiver, the fact that they have not, he has not taken that spot. I think you're right. I think JD in PPR is going to be fine. But just thought that was an interesting nugget about Naheem Hines and how his targets dropped with Wentz in 2021. To drop down to number four, my one of my biggest guys is Leonard Fournette. And just look at the offseason for Fournette. I mean, when you're talking, the only blemish on the entire resume so far is that they lost Alex Kappa, but they bring in Shaq Mason. So really, it's not even a blemish. Technically, PFF had Shaq Mason as a higher grade uh, than Alex Kappa. They brought back Ryan Jensen. They have the other linemen all set to go. Tom Brady comes back. They get Chris Godwin back. Mike Evans is still on board. And I'm sure Gronk is just one phone call away to be back on the field. The best part for fantasy people like us is that we have to remember Leonard Fournette is coming because of all the weird moving parts with Rojo now gone, but all the moving parts, his ADP is sunk. And it's going it, to, I don't think it's ever going to recover to where he finished on a points per game basis. So last year, before his injury in week 15, he was averaging 16.2 points per game in half point PPR. That was RB5 in points per game. And already we're starting to see, even today, his ADP. Since the beginning of free agency, essentially, RB20 and his highest ADP over the last seven days, meaning the highest pick he was picked overall was 28. So he's still going in. Even people that are high on Fournette is taking him in the third round. I think that's going to be absolute value. I think he is going to continue to rise, but he's going to be a second-round pick probably, best case or worst case scenario, how you would view it. I think he's a running back. I think he's going to be a steal. I think no Rojo just means he's solidified his position there. So that's why I love Leonard Fournette at number four. Love Lenny this year. Me being a Tampa boy, and most of my leagues are with Tampa folk, we're not going to be able to get him mid-third round. I mean, he, he's a hot commodity right now, especially for that RB2 role. I think we'll see a shift this year, though, with how we're rostering. At least, at least personally, I will be. I don't think I'm going to go two running backs at the top. I think I'm going to get real crafty with guys like McKissick. But with Fournette, Tom Brady, quarterback for now, there's still yeah. some consternation surrounding that subject, which just, it seems ridiculous, but he's effective, man. And he's a dog. And that's a guy who wants another ring. I have no doubt about it. I think it's great value later half of the third, but for me, I'm not going to be chomping at the bit to, to pile up on him early, but I understand everything he said. Accurate. The guy, where's the competition? Cause it ain't Keyshawn Vaughn. Yeah, absolutely not. Well, jump us down to number three, Buck. Give us who you got. Yeah, so pop me over to the number three there, Bob. This is the big-time deal here, okay? <laughs> Roger Saffold coming in yeah. to shore up that offensive line, which is built on some really good talent. Spencer Brown emerging from the third round last year. Amazing tackle. Had a hell of a season down the stretch last year. 
He'll be at right tackle. Roger Saffold right next to him. And then you have just the Bills' steady line for the left side that'll be doing the same old thing. And what we saw that second half, maybe let's just say last third of the season, including playoffs, you saw Devin Singletary erupt. Now, the only concern I have is it seems like the Bills are super, super high on Brees Hall, the speedster out of Iowa State who is just absolutely electric, Bob. I don't know if you've done a film study on him yet. That dude is the dude. And if the Bills can hit him late on in that first round, I, which I think they have every opportunity to do so, that's my only concern with Singletary. I think he's shown he's the guy. I think Devin Singletary showed us a lot. Does he still suffer with the fumbling? Yeah, he did in the early part of the season. Kind of shored that part of his game up. I think he'll be a steady participant in one of the most electric offenses in the NFL. I think the Bills are making the right moves. We really shored up the one spot with Cody Ford, who we had to deal with at right guard for the majority of last season. Cody Ford should be a rotational guy. He should be an injury fill-in, nothing more. Instead, we got a pro bowler from last year who's coming off the best season he's ever had. I think it's I think we're in really good shape here as far as the running game in Buffalo is concerned because you have to run to win in this league, Bob. And I think they realized that down the stretch where they really found their stride. Singletary is going to be a big part of that. I And listen, the, the numbers back up exactly what you just said. Last year, weeks 1 through 14, 11.1 touches, 7.6 points per game. Weeks 15 through the playoffs, 19.5 touches per game, 19.3 points per game. 19.3 points per game is Austin Eckler last year. So there's a 5 to 6. Once they gave Singletary the rock, he did not disappoint. And currently today, his ADP is RB31 round 8. So... If he probably scaves through the draft process, he probably will go up. But I don't know, man. I don't know how much higher people are going to take Devin Singletary. So I do agree with you 100% on Singletary being a winner so far. Before we dive into our top two, we're going to take another quick commercial break for one of our great sponsors, Care Factor, and we'll be back right after this. Hey, TCK Potters and Fantasy Focus community. Are you looking for options for hair loss? There are many options out there for treating it. However, most products treat the cause, such as DHT, and don't do much to support the growth of new and stronger hair. It's like removing harmful weeds from your lawn, but not doing much to fertilize the grass. That's why the Fantasy Focus and TCK team has partnered with Carafactor. Carafactor saw this problem and focused their research on finding just the right combination of biosynthetic growth factors and an innovative delivery system to promote fuller, stronger looking hair. So whether you're a listener who suffers from various forms of alopecia or even stress-related hair loss, the Care Factor treatment is the perfect scalp-friendly solution that can help and influence stronger and healthy hair throughout all stages of the hair life cycle. And now, exclusively for TCK listeners, use the promo code TCK at checkout to get 15% off all products at shop.mycarefactor.com. That's shop.mykerefactor.com. Carefactor, skincare for hair. You know, I just realized that ad says alopecia and talk about hot topics right now. So we're right in the flames and I apologize. Didn't This wasn't supposed to be controversial today. So I do apologize in advance. Anyway, Shame on jump us, down to number two. Uh, let's talk about Joe Mixon. Uh, I So over the years, Joe Mixon 
it's been kind of disappointing last year. He finally solidifies himself as like a top three to four back. But the thing with Joe Mixon's big season, a lot of it touchdown driven, still 16 points per game. And we thought we got the best of Joe Mixon and 16 points per game. Great. But there is a huge gap when you're talking Jonathan Taylor, Derrick Henry, Austin Eckler, and then it jumps down to 16 where Joe Mixon was. He's a, it's not like he's close to third. He was a pretty far fourth. Still very good. Still elite season. And I thought, you know, that's probably – we're going to have to see some regression. Well, now all of a sudden this offseason, Ted Karras, Alex Kappa, and Collins coming in. When I looked at the PFF grades from the three guys that started in those positions last year to these guys, they went up 20 points. So their on average was 50, 55 range. That jumps to 75-plus with these three guys. And that's a huge – that's the difference between a bad starter and an above-average starter for all three of these spots. Now, that is going to help Joe Mix because last year he averaged 4.1 yards per carry. His career average is 4.1. That is not really that good. Like, that's not – I mean, we, we kind of, you know, break balls all the time. Four is kind of like that average benchmark. The elite guys are closer to five. Joe Mix has been doing this all on volume because he's had terrible offensive line play. Now, you add all these three guys with Jonah Williams – Let's see if they bring back Spain. I know they have Jackson Carmen as well, who they're trying to develop their second round pick. But last year he did four, he averaged four point yards per carry and had those 16.8 points per game on that. Now, when I'm looking at his potential upside, I'm thinking Dalvin Cook 2020. Because Joe Mixon's not an elite pass catcher in the sense how much volume he gets. So you're gonna have to see him dominate on the ground with 300 plus carries, which he can do. His yards per carry, though, would have to jump from 4.1 to 5.0. I'm not sure if that's clearly – that's going to be in the range, but I think his true upside is that Dalvin Cook season where that was 22.6. I think a more realistic option, though, is Zeke. Zeke Elliott in 2019 averaged 4.5 yards per carry on 300 carries, 18 points per game. So that's still going to be up from his 16-plus to 18. So I do think that Joe Mixon, because he's improvements on the offensive line because he's getting so much volume – he can take another step, but Buck, give me your thoughts on Joe Mixon. I'm all in on this. Joe Mixon, I'm all on Go board ahead. with this guy. I think they did more to benefit their running game and their passing game than any other team in the NFL. Picking up those hogs up front, the way they did it was such, like, over the top. They went over the top. And I, I think it's going to benefit Joe Mixon. Mm. All right, take us to number one, buddy. It's Corderell Patterson here. So, this is this is a weird one because I think folks are still going to be sleeping on him next year in the draft. And the other part about Cordell Patterson is simply that who else is getting the ball in Atlanta? I don't think anyone is. So with Cordell, what's not to like in terms of volume? People are also going to be sleeping on him a bit in the drafts because guess what? He's a tweener, but there's nobody else. Mike Davis, completely ineffective. They're not going to be drafting a running back in this draft. Who else is getting the football? It's Patterson. Yeah, and they brought in Damian Williams, which is not a guy that's a foundational runner either. So, I, listen, Cordell Patterson, the confusing thing, and I, we talked, me and Ryan actually talked about this the other other week. So right now today is RB33 round eight range in best ball ADP. But if you look at his two seasons, weeks one through 15, 14 touches per game, 15.8 points per game, that's like top easy top 10. Then all of a sudden in week 16, it, it drops all the way to eight touches, 5.2 points per game. Now, I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that the Falcons had nothing to play for. 
and the and and Patterson's thirty one years old, and they're like, maybe you don't want to run this guy into the ground, but that's a little confusing on why they did that. But if they bring back Patterson and it's Damian Williams, Patterson, and Mike Davis, I think you're right. Plus, who the hell do they have anyway? I mean, outside of Kyle Pitts, it's like even in the passing game, they're gonna and Mariota is gonna have to use him. So. Uh, you know, I am a little concerned because Matt Ryan's gone and Mariota. We'll see what his likelihood is, but maybe they use him more with his legs, and that helps the running backs a little bit on the ground. But I, I, I just I'm a little confused on what happened in Week 16, and they just stopped using him. Maybe it's because we're fantasy people. We're just like, that's fantasy playoffs. What are you doing? You know. But in, when you look at the NFL season, they're like, why are we going to run this guy into the ground? The season's over. Yeah. You know. So it makes a lot of sense. All right. Listen. Before we go. We got one more honorable mention that we want to talk about. Before we do, we want to send you one last our latest sponsor, Athletic Greens. After this, we'll close out. We'll get out of here. And make sure you tune in later. Tons of people take multivitamins, but it's important to choose one with top quality. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start your day right. Their special blend of ingredients supports gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's also lifestyle friendly and fits a wide variety of diets. There's only one gram of sugar and no chemicals or artificial anything. Reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop with a cup of water every single day. That's it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune support, vitamin D, and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash believe. That's B-L-E-A-V. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash believe. These statements have been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products do not intend to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Athletic Greens. Take ownership of your health. All right, folks. One last one before we go. I want to talk about is just James Conner. And the reason why I bring up James Conner, and I've talked about this before, is no Chase Edmonds. Edmonds is gone, and they have not brought in another guy to supplant Chase Edmonds' role. But when you just look at James Conner's season, you can obviously split it up between when he played with Edmonds and when he did not. He finished RB5 and RB6 in points per game. But if you look at the the six games without Edmonds, 21.7 touches per game, 110 yards per game, 1.7 touchdowns, 23.6 points per game. That's not, we're not talking like fringe RB1 numbers. It's like, I understand if James Conner put up like 14, 15 points per game, 23.6 is that's better than that's JT after week three type numbers. Like JT was out of his mind, but James Conner did that in six games without Edmonds. And you're getting him at a discount right now because he's going because of the whole, it seems like these free agency guys, people are not sure what to think for some reason, even though we've seen them on these teams. He's going his highest overall ADP so far in best ball has been 33rd. That's right in the middle of the, that's the back end of the third round. And I think Conner will approach that's second round again. But, man, you know, this is just another guy that you're probably going to get in the second round that offers you top five to seven upside um, that should be going in the first, but he won't. So you just just for perspective, 23.6 points per game is better than Dalvin Cook in 2020 and Alvin Kamara, and it's better than Derrick Henry last year. So on a points-per-game basis. So I think you're getting an elite player 
probably in that two, three turn range. Yeah. The wear and tear is the only thing that I think holds me back on him. You're also buying high. You're buying off by far the best season he's had. And he was explosive. You're also chasing touchdowns. That's a reason I'm a bit more hesitant. Obviously, if I find value with him, scoop him up. You're on an explosive offense with one of the best quarterbacks. And I, I just, I feel though very much concerned that it was like Tom and Jerry with Edmonds and, and Connor. Which one was Tom? Which one was Jerry? Who was chasing the other one? I don't know. Who was getting the other guy better? I'm not sure. And I think Connor, the wear and tear and the injuries, the injury history, everything like that, it just, I think they're going to draft a similar player to Emmons, third down back. I do think they'll get a lot of play. And I just don't see Connor getting that touchdown range, not even close this next season. I, I just think you're buying high on this one. But you get the proper value for him. You need to shore up your running back st- or running back stable. I think he's a, he's a solid player, solid ad. I'm just a bit – I'm tempering my expectations because I think I'm still chasing the high of last year. Don't do drugs. No, that's – thank you for that. Great, great, great finish there. All right, folks, that's it. Those are our top five RB winners from NFL free agency so far this offseason. Once again, all our episodes are brought to you by uh, BetOnlineNG on the Believe Podcast Network. Make sure you tune in just in a little bit. Me and Buck will be back later tonight to talk losers, folks. So thanks for joining us once again. I'm Bob. That's Buck. We're out of here. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.